0: Are all products for sale in the United States tested and determined to be safe? Let's focus on three takeaways that answer this question. One, current federal regulations addressing the use of chemicals of concern are neither comprehensive nor protective. Two, California's leadership in implementing protective regulations has had successful results. And three, leveraging your purchasing power is an effective way to incentivize manufacturers to create safer products. The first takeaway is, current federal regulations addressing the use of chemicals of concern are neither comprehensive nor protective. When shopping, do you assume that most products for sale in the store have been tested and determined to be safe before they were able to be put on the shelf? If you do, you are not alone. Many people in the United States believe that most products in stores have been tested and determined to be safe for their health and safe for the environment. Unfortunately, this is a common misconception. Although unknown to the majority of consumers, numerous products, including building materials, interior finishes, and furnishings, are not subject to the same regulations and oversight as enforced in other industries, such as foods and pharmaceuticals. The disturbing reality is that over 80,000 chemicals registered for use in the United States have never been subjected to mandatory hazard testing, proving their safety. Even more concerning, of these over 80,000 chemicals, more than 13,000 are identified as chemicals of concern, meaning they are associated with human health hazards according to over 40 authoritative scientific, regulatory, and advocacy organizations. The problem continues to get worse because on average, an additional 2,000 new chemicals are introduced into United States commerce annually. Given this lack of comprehensive or protective regulations, thousands of untested chemicals of concern with unknown or potentially harmful health effects end up in our products, including building materials, interior finishes, and furnishings. The Toxic Substances Control Act, or TOSCA, which is the primary federal law addressing the regulation of chemicals manufactured and used in industry in the United States, is seriously flawed and outdated. Although the intent of TOSCA is to regulate and restrict hazardous chemicals, For the past 40 years, it has been completely ineffective at protecting human health. For example, one major flaw of TSCA is the lack of required hazard testing. Disturbingly, only 250 chemicals out of the more than 80,000 registered for use in the TSCA inventory have been subjected to mandatory hazard testing by the US EPA, and only five chemicals have been restricted by the US EPA. In other words, less than 1% of the chemicals manufactured and registered for use in industry have been tested under TSCA. Another limitation of TSCA is that 62,000 chemicals which were in use when TSCA was enacted in 1976 are exempt from the notification process and as a result are grandfathered in. A third flaw of TSCA is that before the U.S. EPA can require hazard testing for most chemicals, the U.S. EPA must provide evidence that a chemical poses an unreasonable risk to human health, thus creating a causality dilemma. In other words, causing a chicken or the egg situation. Achieving conclusive evidence of an unreasonable risk to human health not only requires substantial research effort, time, and funds, all of which are extremely limited at the U.S. EPA, but also is often scientifically challenging. Therefore, even if a chemical is known or suspected to be hazardous, the U.S. EPA is virtually powerless to do anything because establishing that it poses an unreasonable risk is essentially infeasible. Compounding the problems, Tosca disincentivizes manufacturers to study health effects, since they do not need to report what they do not know. Further, companies are able to claim that chemicals used in their products are trade secrets, and claim that in order to remain competitive, they cannot disclose the chemicals in their products. As a result, many chemicals of concern commonly used in products are withheld from the public. For over 40 years, TSCA, a flawed and outdated regulation, has allowed tens of thousands of chemicals to remain on the market without any evaluation of their safety, and has allowed companies to continue to put thousands of new chemicals on the market every year without any evidence of their safety. In order to fix the countless flaws of TSCA, in 2016, President Obama signed into law the Frank R. Lautenberg Chemical Safety for the 21st Century Act amending the Toxic Substances Control Act, or TSCA. This new bipartisan law makes much needed improvements to TSCA. At the time it was passed, there was finally hope that chemical regulations would become more protective and comprehensive. However, under the Trump administration, the U.S. EPA's ability to implement the Frank R. Lautenberg Chemical Safety for the 21st Century Act is unknown. The second takeaway is, California's leadership in implementing protective regulations has had successful results. In response to the dangerous flaws of TSCA, in recent years, a few state and local governments have passed regulations with the intent of restricting the use of chemicals of concern in building products, interior finishes, and furnishings. For example, California, a leading state, has implemented groundbreaking regulations, rules, and standards targeting a handful of chemicals of concern with impactful results. California Air Resources Board, or CARB, Airborne Toxic Control Measure, or ATCM, requires reductions of formaldehyde emissions from composite wood products, including, for example, hardwood plywood, particle board, medium-density fiberboard, and finished goods, such as floorings, cabinets, and furniture. California Technical Bulletin 117-2013, or TB117, allows upholstered furniture to meet flammability requirements without the use of highly toxic chemical flame retardants, such as organohalogens. South Coast Air Quality Management District Rule 1113 and Rule 1168 limit the allowable VOC content in architectural coatings, adhesives, and sealants. California Department of Public Health Standard Method V1.2, also called Section 1350, is a standard for testing, evaluating, and limiting VOC emissions from building products, including flooring, suspended ceilings, insulation, wall panels, paints and coatings, and wall coverings, which is referenced in California's construction codes and widely used in green building rating systems. And California Assembly Bill 302 bans products containing more than one-tenth of one percent of chemical flame retardants, specifically two forms of PBDEs, pentabrominated diphenyl ethers, and octabrominated diphenyl ethers. One successful result from California's leadership in implementing protective regulations is forcing manufacturers to innovate by removing chemicals of concern from their products. In response to California Air Resources Board, Airborne Toxic Control Measure, California Technical Bulletin 117-2013, and South Coast Air Quality Management District Rule 1113 and Rule 1168, manufacturers innovatively improved their products by eliminating the chemicals of concern restricted by these regulations. States such as California represent such a substantial share of the national market, and as a result, their more restrictive standards can become de facto standards for the entire country because many manufacturers make a single version of a product for nationwide distribution. Although the innovations improve the products, inevitably, this whack-a-mole approach can lead to regrettable substitutions and does not completely restrict the use of all chemicals in all products. Therefore, it is not comprehensive nor protective enough for the future. A second successful result from California's leadership in implementing protective regulations is reducing exposures. Assembly Bill 302, which banned two forms of chemical flame retardants, had a measurable effect on biomonitoring levels in California. In 2003, the state of California passed the bill banning the sale of products containing PBDEs, specifically pentabrominated diphenyl ethers and octabrominated diphenyl ethers, which then were generally phased out by 2005. As a result of this targeted phase-out of specific PBDEs, biomonitoring demonstrated a significant decline in the levels of PBDEs found in women's breast milk, according to a study by the California Department of Toxic Substances Control. Using biomonitoring to assess the effectiveness of the ban in reducing PBDE exposures, the California DTSC examined PBDE levels in the breast milk of 66 first-time mothers between 2009 and 2012 and compared them to PBDE levels from another group of 82 first-time mothers between 2003 and 2005. The biomonitoring results demonstrated that the ban of PBDEs in less than 10 years likely contributed to a 39% decrease of PBDE levels in the breast milk of first-time mothers in California. Although this is encouraging, vulnerable populations such as pregnant women and children are still routinely exposed to chemical flame retardants, including PBDEs. More specifically, the California DTSC study found that despite declining levels, all breastfed babies were exposed to PBDEs, and that 30% of them were exposed to very high levels of PBDEs. Given these findings, biomonitoring provides evidence that regulated phase-outs of chemicals of concern are likely effective at reducing exposures. However, given the widespread use of chemicals of concern, banning only certain chemicals is not sufficient in completely eliminating exposures. A third successful result from California's leadership in implementing protective regulations is prompting other lawmakers in other states to also pass and enforce more protective regulations. Lawmakers in other states have followed California's lead and implemented similar restrictions. For example, as a result of the success of the Assembly Bill 302 and California Technical Bulletin 117-2013, 174 legislative bills have been adopted in 35 states targeting the use of toxic chemical flame retardants. 24 states, including California, are also considering additional new laws restricting toxic flame retardants. Also, as a result of the success of the CARB-ATCM, the US EPA worked with the California Air Resources Board to pass a similar regulation called TSCA Title VI to reduce formaldehyde emissions from composite wood nationally, which was effective as of December 2017 and required as of March 2019. As demonstrated in California, regulating chemicals of concern can drive product innovation, reduce exposures, and prompt further protective regulations However, the patchwork of state and local regulations in California and other states is not comprehensive nor completely protective. Consequently, the majority of Americans are routinely exposed to chemicals of concern from products, including building materials, interior finishes, and furnishings. The third takeaway is, leveraging your purchasing power is an effective way to incentivize manufacturers to create safer products. Unfortunately, the majority of states don't have regulations restricting chemicals of concern in building materials, interior finishes, and furnishings. Although the regulations in California and other states are groundbreaking first steps, they only address a handful of chemicals of concern out of thousands, only restrict the chemicals of concern in a few specific products, and pertain to only a few jurisdictions in the country. Also, passing new regulations usually takes many years to accomplish. Regulations can drive change, but given the challenges of passing new regulations, a more effective and efficient way to drive change is by leveraging purchasing power. Manufacturers can be very innovative if incentivized to make safer products to meet the demands of consumers. In other words, if you want to effectively and efficiently drive change, vote with your dollars. Manufacturers are listening, so tell them with your purchases that you want safer products. Let's recap the three takeaways that answer the question are all products for sale in the United States tested and determined to be safe? One, current federal regulations addressing the use of chemicals of concern are neither comprehensive nor protective. Two, California's leadership in implementing protective regulations has had successful results. And three, leveraging your purchasing power is an effective way to incentivize manufacturers to create safer products. Now watch the next tutorial to learn more.